Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. We've got draws on draws on draws. The Cups are getting interesting. England have announced their squad for the upcoming boring uh, qualifiers. Danny's got a game for us. We've got some questions off of Twitter. Well done, Rory. And we've got all of our regular fun to get on with. Let's go. Real, real questions from real people. Real we questions. Some, well, I don't know if they're real people, but we got real questions. That's for sure. Wow. Real questions from real people, bringing it to this, you from the street. This, this thing just blew up. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, this is this is it. Rory came on as a guest last week, and now he's graduated to a uh, to a full fledged oh, no. member because um, he's the only one that's going to be working on Twitter for us. So there you go. That's <laughs> time on his hands so well, we, thanks we for got, that Rory congratulations we've we got to be careful having a social media account being run by someone because I don't know if you saw this week Joe Hart uh, put on Instagram that he thought Tottenham won and uh, woke up the next day doing his whole apology saying it's because someone runs his Instagram not uh, yeah he tweeted job done well so, why do you think that so, so he, he put job done yeah yeah, he, he said, oh, sorry, my social media team um, had got it wrong. They thought we won. They obviously checked the score quickly, saw 3-0, assumed Spurs had won, and then just tweeted, job done with a tick. Why does, why does Joe Hart need a fucking social media I, team? That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> well, we got one. <laughs> <laughs> no, when he was playing for City, he probably thought, um, I'm getting some bad pub here. I might as well get a contract. and probably signed himself up for a 10-year contract with the team. Realise crazy, crazy. no good. Yeah, so what do you want to do first? You want to talk about England? Will that be quick, or do you want to talk about their draws, which I think is actually quite tasty? Let's do England first. England first, lovely. So um, Gareth Southgate has released his team to fight uh, to play against the Almighty San Marino, who seems we seem like we play them at least twice a season. I don't know how this seems. Um, I, I don't know if there's any shockers. Do you know, every time I look at uh, an England announcement, I realise, fuck, we're bad. I mean, I don't know if we've got, we got spoiled by the golden generation, but it's, it's, it's always tough to watch, especially at centre-back. But obviously, Trent Alexander-Arnold's not playing. Um, we've got Jesse Lingard, who's back, but um, I think that's because we've had a few players that's injured. But uh, do you think there are any players that have, I don't know, let's start with an easy one. Here's a layup. Who is unlucky to miss out? Um, yeah, Trent, um, Bamford, Wambasaka. Uh, I was wondering how long till someone said Wambasaka. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, at right back, what Carl Walker, who I think's passed it, Kieran Trippier, I think. So, yeah, I'm not sure Carl Walker's passed it. Uh, if you said it about Trippier, maybe give it to you, although he's still decent to athletic. I don't think you can say Carl Walker's passed it, they're still smashing up the league in for four cups and he's still there right back. See. Yeah, but I guess if you're looking for England and you're talking about, all right, let's let's try and kind of instill some players that are going to be, I guess he's looking, he's got the Euros up ahead, so that's kind of... Yeah, um, if, if it wasn't Euros, I think if the Euros had happened last year, this would be a very different squad because this is the start of the World Cup qualifiers. This is the start of 2022, isn't it? If you start looking ahead, but... Yeah, that's what I was about to say, was is it 
is it the fact that you can't really put more transitional players, even though Trent's not really a transitional well, element? Is, Go on, Mark. I was going to say, is it really looking ahead? Are any of us looking at this Euros being like, well, who was in a squad for the first two qualifiers that we played for the Euro coming up? And it's like, this is his time to, he should be picking his team what he's expecting to start. He shouldn't be looking two years ahead. He should be looking months. Well, then why is he picking a Jude Bellingham? Because well, he, he's playing he actually, San Marino and Albania. What do you, I mean, it doesn't matter who he picks. He's picking him clearly because he's in. He's got a chance of coming to. Uh, well, I say him coming. We're, we're playing in Wembley, but uh, going to the Euro twenty twenty one. So clear, like he, he. There's no looking ahead two years. You can't like with a tournament months away. What, have, what I was listening to something that the. Um, the Spain manager was talking about the other day and that they're, they're planning ahead for the World Cup, but using the Euros, almost using it as, as one window. So he's only picking players that he believes will be able to play in both. So if you look at the Spain squad, like he's included Sergio Canales, who's just turned 30. Um, and he's also included some younger players like Danny Olmo and Mikel Marino of Sociedad, who who has played really well this year. But then he's he's actually said that this group of players are the players that will take us not just to the Euros this summer, but will take us to the World Cup afterwards. And then a new window will begin. So looking at players like Canales, he, yeah, he's 30. And you might say, well, how can you plan for the future with him? But then he'll still only probably be 31 or 32 by the time in two tournaments time after the, after the World Cup has closed. So, is, he on, is he on your back, Canales? Is that he is on my back, it? yeah. With, yeah with he is on what, four minutes of the pod, you've managed to bring him up. Oh, I'll turn around, but yeah, I've managed to squeeze Canales in after four minutes. Yeah. Of the he's, been in the, he's been in the Spain squad for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, he has. <laughs> he basically has. Yeah, he actually, um, funnily enough, he made... Uh, this will be the last thing I say about Canales as well. He, um, <laughs> he played in every age group from like schoolboys right up to under 21s and then didn't make his senior appearance till he was 28 29 so it's quite nice to see i mean he's had terrible luck he's had he's had an acl in each knee um he struggled for game time when he was at real madrid and it's nice to see him finally being appreciated as uh now that he's playing well for betis and he looks like a potential starter although he is a, he is a good player but also that that midfield is loaded for spain so i don't know how much he'll start if you were a fantasy England manager and you had the option between Ollie Watkins and Patrick Bamford, who would you have gone for? Um, that is a really good question. Thank you. I actually, I actually would go for Ollie Watkins um, because I think what I think he gives a lot to the team. Like not not taking anything away from Bamford, he's great at pressing, he's got the energy, all of that stuff. But I think the Bamford plays in a system that's built for him, and I don't think England is built for someone like Bamford. Ollie Watkins is my, Ollie Watkins can win headers. He can play as a number nine. He can play probably with someone else. I think he's probably a bit more adaptable and he's a bit younger and still coming through that you'd think a bit like you're talking about planning further ahead. So I can see, I can definitely see why you pick him over Bamford. Um, but it's not a cut and dry. Mark, Tip Williams? Yeah. I think Watkins passes the eye test. He looks a bit nicer like the way he plays. Is oh, what's this, a football pod or a dating pod? <laughs> but it matters. Like Bamford, if purely on form, you probably would lean Bamford should be there. 
But like when you watch Bamford, you're like, okay, he's a little bit messier, isn't he? Like he, when he finishes, he looks good, but it, it's usually a couple of tries. So between Watkins and Bamford, I'd probably lean Greenwood. So. <laughs> Only <laughs> 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 because he's on your back. Do you not think there's an? Yeah. Do you not think? Well, uh, do you know? I get the argument about Ollie Watkins probably fitting, um, fitting the England set maybe a little bit more. But it looks like we've got a few kind of I don't know players that can play with a ball at their feet. Do you not think there's an argument to be made that Bamford is is a different option if you've not got Plan A or Plan B, then you can chuck in a Plan. Well, he's is, plan B is he a plan different B. option though? I don't know that he is a yeah. different. Well, compared okay. to compared to, I mean, I think Harry Harry Kane's got a bit more ability to him. Marcus Rashford, they're not very similar. Yeah, just a bit. Um, maybe Dominic Calvert Lewin might be the closest similarity, but just the way in which you described it. If you've got, you know, I think we've got players that Ollie Watkins is going to be a lesser version of the players we've already got, but a Bamford is is slightly different. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. I, I don't know because I think. You fit, when you think of, oh, we want a striker to be a bit different, you think of basically someone you can lump the ball up to. I was like going to say Carroll or Deeney, if you want to plan That's what I mean. If no, anything, we we're actually lacking Rashford types. We actually probably need another. Yeah. And I, I don't always agree with mix, having totally different. Sometimes if someone doesn't perform well, it's not a bad thing to have a, almost a like-for-like like swap. Like, just to be like, all right, we're, you're having a bad day at the office. We don't suddenly then need to tell every other player on the pitch, they have to do something different. It's like, okay, we're just doing it. We're swapping like for like. A bit like, look at Man City. We say they have a system. It's like, if one goes off and one comes on, they don't have to then be like, all right, guys, Calvert-Lewin's on now. I know we told you to beat a man, but instead, just whip it in. It's like, you, you stay consistent. So, um, Stones is back in the side. Uh, do you think, I'm, I'm looking at the squad now and I'm like, I really hate our centre-backs always in defence. I'm really not a big fan of Dyer, which we said last week. I don't quite understand the Connor Cody thing, to be honest. So if someone can enlighten me, that'd be great. I like John, John Stones is, is back, and I've never been a huge fan of him, even though, obviously, Man City are playing a bit better. Tyra Mings doesn't do it for me either. Like, but I, uh, can you really put, like, a Burnley defender in the squad? Like, I just yeah. don't know what you can do. Who are you thinking? Tarkovsky? Tarkovsky for me. Even then, give him a chance. I mean, it, it reminds me a bit like when Dun- Duncan Duffy for Brighton for a few seasons were like, as a pairing, they were unstoppable. And you just kept thinking, why don't Arsenal just buy those two? Like, just buy both of them, put them a centre back, and then you'll have all your problems. And I think they just work together and in that system and for that club. Individually, you wouldn't say either of them are world class centre backs, really. And I think a little bit with Tarkovsky and me, I feel like with some of those lower teams, they, they I thought like Maguire had that a little bit when he was with um when he was at, with what's his name? Leicester. Wes Morgan oh. at Leicester. Um yeah. sometimes they're just a really good pairing, they just suit each other. Um I don't know who meant Ben Mee's gonna in a back three as well, which he's probably never played in in his life. Yeah, I think centre back is probably the position most on the field. You could probably argue goalkeeper. But centre-backs, so much of it is about the partnership. You know, you can you can have an individually good footballer. I mean, I know this is going to sound a bit ridiculous, but I think Mustafi's a good footballer. He's just a terrible centre-back. But <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of technical ability, 
he can do everything. He's just got a massive clagger, clagger in his locker, which yeah, is what I like, feel like first... putting his bum to the floor, isn't it? I yeah, feel like but... Gabriel is, is a bit like that. He's a, he looks like a really good footballer, Gabriel, but he just he's got no common sense. Yeah, yeah. And so much of so much of like of like playing centre back with somebody is about building a relationship over over five, six, seven games and being able to say to him, like, right, you go up and win the header, I'll sweep behind you, or or I'll sit deep and you slide across and cover cover the fullback when he goes forward. And that's why players like me and Tarkovsky look so good together and and uh, Duncan Duffy, as you alluded to, because they played together for so long. They almost didn't need to be in that constant dialogue. Whereas with a team like Arsenal, they'll stick four different nationalities across the back four, a fifth nationality in goal. None of them able to communicate automatically in the same language and then change them every three weeks. And wonder why we can't defend and haven't been able to for a decade. Well, we're playing San Marino, Albania, and Poland. So, to be honest, maybe all the discussion means nothing because, really and truly, well, I think that's the only reason that someone like Wamba Saka isn't in because you you don't you're not going to defend, right? The the reason you have Wamba Saka is to defend against the big teams because actually he does do that really well in the big games. He's our best defender. You're not going to be defending, so Uh, right back. Sorry, he's definitely the best defensively. But also, Poland is a sort of team. Remember Czech, uh, the Czech Republic turned us over about 18 months ago? Poland yeah. are the sort of side. You know, Milik and Lewandowski up front. I think Lewandowski's out, though. I don't oh, is he really? Playing. Yeah. Oh, in that case, yeah, we'll beat them probably easily. But, I mean, they've got some... That Zielinski who plays for Napoli. Yeah. Um, they've got a they're few not, decent they're not the worst. Aren't they the, aren't they the second seed in our group? They probably are. Who else is in? I have no Wait, idea. Albania, San Marino, Andorra, someone else. Have we got Andorra again? I think so, yeah. They're a team we play every 18 months. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like San Marino and Andorra who, you know, if but, if, if, they didn't, if they didn't play in the Euros, I'd have no idea they were in Europe. Well, there's an argument for saying that we could have taken Bamford today because he's probably not going to go to the World Cup. He's probably not going to go to the Euros. But you could start him in a game like San Marino and say, look, have your cap, get yourself a couple of England goals, and that's but sort why? of his reward. At what, what point then? Because then you start getting all the clamour for people going, well, look, he did really well in those games. Play, well, like, yeah, but he's fucking playing San Marino. I mean, the, only, the, only way you, the only reason you do that is to stop him from going to some African country and playing for them. <laughs> well, and that's just why, I don't know why they didn't start, um, call up Esri Konza. Like, I'm not saying he's the greatest centre-back in the world, but he could become a great one and he could play for England. Well, we why might not lost, call him up? We might have lost Mik- uh, Mikel Antonio as well, but Jamaica yeah. didn't call him up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. Unlucky. I mean, I think they, did, they probably couldn't afford the flights. I'd, I'd love to have seen Wilf Saha playing for playing for England. I know that I, I know that I rate Wilf Saha really highly, but higher than most people. But I think he could have brought a lot to our team. Yeah, yeah, he could have done. He could have done. But the thing is, I don't think that I don't think. Sorry, go on. Go on. No, I was going to say, I, I, obviously, he's playing for Crystal Palace. I think there's a bit of a like. Obviously, he's playing for Crystal Palace. But um, I don't think people kind of anticipated him being becoming as mature as he did because he was he wasn't quite the I don't think he, he always had the ability he didn't have quite the attitude and I think he's actually See, I disagree I think attitude. that was like a, a thing that was like perpetuated by the media like oh he didn't he didn't get much of a chance at United he must have a bad attitude like every time I've heard Will Saha speak he's come across not only as like really level headed but he's intelligent he he always speaks well. And he's absolutely mustard. I mean, you were there. We were there, Chris, the day that he absolutely terrorised the Arsenal back four. 
I don't think Jenkinson ever played for Arsenal again after that day. And he does that. He does that to the big teams, doesn't he? He he did it to United. He just when he when he fancies it, he can turn it on. But oh, he's much yeah, when he fancies it, he's he's about as good as any play you're ever going to watch in, in any given game. But the problem is, is that he doesn't seem up for it most of the time. He doesn't use his size and his strength and his ability. He just he just coasts. But there you go. Let's not turn this into a Wilf Star one. Um, I think just just to, finish, just to finish on the England team though, we're yeah. being negative about them. But there's a lot of players in there. There's the Phil Foden's of the world, and even Mason Mount. There's the Harry Kane's. There's the Johnston. Like. Teams would kill for these players, really. Like yeah. most average European teams would kill Alan for these kind of players. Yeah, maybe not Cam Phillips, but you know, like there are, and there are a whole bunch of them that aren't in this squad: Grealish and Madison, whoever else. Like we've got some seriously good young English players. I, I mean, think there's an good. argument to say Sterling doesn't even start in our best eleven, which would have been unthinkable four years ago. Yeah, exactly. Like we haven't even talked about Saka. Fucking no. But yeah, we've got so many players that can play like either in the hole or in the wide areas, either up next to a forward or... Sancho. Sancho's Sancho, not there Foden, Grealish and Madison, who aren't even there. Greenwood's not there. Greenwood's not there. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess then um, we wouldn't really be England fans if he went down on our team. So. True, true. We've learned true. to be down on ourselves, so we're not disappointed. Very true. Um, the Champions League draw, when I saw it, I thought that's probably about as relatively even and competitive as a draw as you're going to get. I was a bit disappointed to see Bayern Munich and PSG in the quarterfinals because um, I probably would have picked them to be the... I've probably got them down as the two best teams currently in the Champions League. I don't know about you guys. Well, this is um, classic Chris. Uh, this is Chris's recency, but he forgets that Bayern Munich PSG was the Champions League final last This is the only... This is probably the, the first season in a long time I've really watched and paid attention to the Champions League. And I'm... I, I mean, Man City. Maybe Man City haven't been up against the sides where they can't, they won't do anything else but just what they do and just roll over teams. But I just figured that they were the two best teams I've seen in the Champions League this year. Obviously, that's debatable, and my football knowledge is a, about as good as a potato. But um, I don't know. But in fairness, same recency bias. That's the Champions League final of last year. The Champions League final wasn't that long ago because it was so late. So yeah, it's exactly. like, was it September? Yeah. yeah but also in saying that, PSG was, PSG, uh, who, who was, I think PSG were the ones that, they lost, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, fine, bad. They pissed their pants on it. So, I mean. And they're struggling as well domestically too. But it's more Bayern just, Bayern don't beat teams. They they demolish teams. Yeah. Like, they, 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 they look at you could argue Arsenal have never recovered since the 10-2. That, <laughs> that Bayern, no, but they, they, Barcelona haven't Barcelona recovered haven't. since 7-1. Yeah. Like, like a boxer who's taken too many headshots in one fight and his career's just changed. Yeah, there are, but there are certain boxers. They're like, oh, people put up their best fight against him. Yet afterwards, they that whoever he's fought, they lose their soul. Like there is, there is, there is some, there is yeah. something about it. It's like Bayern seem to make teams take a while to recover. So that um, losing one nil. That yeah. that 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 tends. Do you remember? Does anyone remember the one where Robin, like Robin, was playing out on the right, and um, whoever it was down our left. Just kept showing him onto his uh, inside, onto his onto his left foot, and he scored twice with the exact same goal. I'm still having nightmares about that game. It was probably four or five years ago now, but yeah, that shows why tactically 
Arsenal have never been out of cope with Bayern because we do things like show Robin inside onto his left foot. And yeah, we just, we have never really recovered from that. We were battered. Well, because could... every other time, sorry, every other time Arsenal got battered by Bayern, they, they had a very heroic second leg and, yeah. and then would just go out. But that was the first time where they, I think even Arsenal fans were like, do you know what? Second leg, we'll score three and lose four three. And then you end up conceding six or whatever. And it was like, oh, okay, this isn't the same Bayern who at any moment could win 3-0, but also lose 3-0. Mm-hmm. That was like buying money back then as well. I don't know if you remember, there was a time where every time an English team played, like, like I remember Spurs played Monaco the year Monaco got to the final in the group. And Monaco were like 9-1 to one to beat Spurs at Wembley. And I remember thinking, well, that's worth a tenner. Sticking the tenner on and then them playing away in Monaco. And then they're 11 to 1. And I was like, well, I'm going to put another 10 on that. And I, it was just ridiculous. Like, every round, I was just putting money on Monaco. Like the just, Mbappe Monaco. The Mbappe, Mbappe uh, Kimpembe, who else did that? Sidibe. Oh, I, thought you meant well. the, um, I thought you meant the year Monaco got to the final in 2002. Mor- I was like, Morientes. we were like 12 <laughs> years old. <laughs> we were like, yeah. I was 12 in the bookie. <laughs> 10 was, yeah. was his pocket money for the week. That's why it was yeah. so much yeah. money. No, did they did, did they get to the final or did they get to no, the semis? Yeah. They lost. Sorry, semis. yeah, that's Leverkusen. Was it, wasn't it Morientes that was scoring all the goals for them? Mm-hmm. Like? And Morientes, I think, was on loan at the time as well. I don't even know if he was permanent. From Liverpool, maybe? Or was that? Or Madrid. I can't remember. I can't remember. I was only a punk. Um, but the thing, the thing we haven't said, the most important point, is how many England, how many English teams are in this. And how we like you look at that draw. I know Liverpool aren't great at the moment, and Real Madrid are. <laughs> Half decent at the moment, so I think that's a tough draw. But you could conceivably look at that and say, well, at least two, maybe three, are going to be in the Champions League semi-final out of four. I mean, you look at the Euro- yeah. Europa League, and there's probably fifty percent of that semi-final is going to be English. You'd hope. I think you could easily say Liverpool, Man United, and Arsenal are in the final, <laughs> and it's just whether City make it there. If City can turn over Bayern, I, in the semi. I don't know. I would, I would be willing to stake a lot of money at the minute that Arsenal, the Arsenal, do not get to the final. I just think. I just we think... jumped onto the Europa League. Here. Well, well, yeah, we're just saying seamless. seamless that was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I totally missed that transition. I was asleep. <laughs> well, we were just deciding on out of Bayern, PSG, or, or City, who was facing Liverpool in the final. Okay, so well, you have to go right now. Who wins? Who wins both competitions? Uh, right now, okay. let, me go, let me go. Right now, for me, Bayern Munich, and uh, I really want to say Arsenal just for the crack. But um, uh, do you know what? Dynamo Zagreb, no. Um, Man United. I have to go Man United, I think. Man United. Mark? I think Man City and Arsenal. Oh, thank you. I think the, the Europa League semium final will come at a time where Arsenal don't really have much to play for. Uh, no. Do you know, that's like I a backhanded compliment. No, no, but it's true, though. Like, you see, the Euro- you said the Europa League affects league form, mm. but Arsenal's league form's already at a point now where if they get, like, they can prioritise the Europa League. So. It's an interesting thing you say that because I'd be... I wouldn't be sure if Arteta would do that. I feel like he would still put his strongest side out in the Premier League for some reason. Some managers tend to just, whatever the cup game is, it's like, all right, this is our cup game squad and we're just going to put them out as we usually do. Mm-hmm. I'd like him to prioritise Europa League, particularly as, yeah, I don't know what we're really... I don't, I don't know. He quickly prioritised the FA Cup last year, didn't he? Yeah, like, it, I guess. 
Come on, who do you think? Um, I think it's hard to look past Bayern Munich. I think they're, you know, absolutely loaded with talent. They're well coached. They're well coached. They just don't seem to. Every time I watch that BT Sports score on a Saturday afternoon, and they just seem to win five nil every week. I mean, eleven. They, they went down to ten men after ten minutes this week, and still won about four nil. Got a half um, an hour hat trick, and they were down to ten men after. Yeah, five just minutes. down. Yeah, like, what is just, going on? It's just almost not fair. And Lewandowski's actually getting better. Like the older he gets, the better he's getting. So I'd say I find it hard to look past them. And then I'm gonna throw a cat amongst the pigeons for the Europa League. And say that Unai Emery's Villarreal. I was yeah. gonna be my, I was gonna be my one as um, well. I think yeah. Villarreal. Get it done. I think he's got the experience. I think they're a decent side. They're, they're one of the few sides oh, in good. Europe with actually two real good poachers in Carlos Baca and Gerard Moreno. Um, they've got Danny Parejo in the middle of midfield. Who you know, at his age, I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him win something. Um, so yeah, I, I, I couldn't begrudge Unai Emery after the treatment he got at Arsenal from um, from winning another Europa League. Can I just say though, I actually I think that um, Granada against Man United is probably going to be a tough one for them. Right? It's, I mean, 100%. I don't think it's going to be easy in the slightest. So they might have a tough time with that uh, if they get through. I, I think least, we'll get through, but it'll be a tough. Uh, if they, if no we given. approach it, if we approach it thinking we'll win, we're in trouble. But if we take it seriously, we'll we will beat them. But they are. Do, do you know what's Do you know what's funny? I think like both Arsenal fans and Prague fans will look at the other team and go, "Oh, I'm so happy with that draw." <laughs> I mean that Granada side I, I mean two years ago they were in the Segunda um, after a really horrendous relegation like they, they went down without a whimper um, and they came up last year and they who's a whimper know, play for they were they, they came up they snuck into Europe late on and everybody they were like the surprise package and they've just carried it on this year um, with like you've got to remember though they just lost to Mulder in, in the second leg, like they only just got through, oh, and they, they just lost to Valencia in the league, who are dog shit. I mean, they're yeah, they're Valencia okay, are dog shit. but they're not. That's not excited. I love that. And he's just googled the fixtures and realised, oh, actually, they're not as good as I thought. I was like, <laughs> no, I, was I, was, I, I was just listening, thinking, what? All right, let, let me hear why you think Granada is going to be a tough result. And then I could see that he's like, oh, actually. It's only because well, no, they've had, had a good season, off, they beat them. <laughs> I was looking at their, their current form. I was wondering how they would do it. And then I realised, because they had a good season. Um, they had a lot of red cards, but they had a good season. Yeah, I, I can't believe how many red cards they, they get. Yeah. They're very defensive. They're like, they're like Atletico Madrid light. But maybe yeah, with, a, yeah, I mean, with Soldado's just like their fox in the box, like 40 years of age, still getting goals. They've also, I can't remember who it is. Oh, Maxim Gonalons. In the middle of midfield, I don't know if you remember him. He played for Roma and Leon. He was like a really highly touted youngster, um, but he's about thirty-two now as well. And um, he's in the middle of midfield pulling strings for him. So they've got Kennedy from um, Newcastle. Chelsea. Yeah, the, the old yeah. Chelsea player as well. Oh, and young Gal Herrera, he's a good player. Even still, I mean, yeah, like I said, I think we'll get past him, but. I don't think it'll be as easy as everyone thinks. No, I, I agree with you. I don't think. I mean, I mean, I don't know if, if any any either any of you or any of our listeners follow Mark Goldbridge on Twitter. No, thanks. But obviously the disrespect, he was he was talking about the semi-final against Ajax, like it was a foregone conclusion. And I mean, I'm quite I'm quite neutral about Man United. I like to see him do well as much as any other English team. I don't I certainly don't hate him, but actually reading his comments made me think, oh, I'd love to see Granada turn him over now. But um, you don't really believe he supports United. Like he what 
these accounts, it's like certain Arsenal fan TV. It's like they just have to be so extreme in their point that even if they actually want to be wrong because it will get them more, more money. Yeah, I could like, see that. His video clip of him saying how crap Granada are will suddenly get hundreds of thousands yeah. of views. So and if, if Granada not United out, it will probably go viral and we'll be seeing it for months. A little bit like, have you seen that, that girl that supports Tottenham? I, I haven't, but I've seen her as a joke in terms of like, that, it all went wrong at this point. Yeah, right. that's, what I, that's what I mean. She was talking about, oh, you worry, you worry about Brighton and Fulham and was just gobbing off and then Spurs then went and lost against Brighton or drew against Brighton and she's just turned into a meme. But she's now got about 60,000 followers on Twitter. So who's the real winner? Well, I feel like I was, I was, um, I was in line to become one of those people, and that's why I surrounded myself with you guys. So, <laughs> as big of a joke. <laughs> well, here we go. Should we? Do you know? Should we do the Champions League draft while we're while we're here talking about the Champions League? Well, I was looking at this earlier, and am I right in thinking I'm the only person that needs to do it? Uh, no, we all need to drop one team. Your teams are given, and you get the ah. first one. So you get the you get the you get to drop a team, um, which we all do. And then you get first dibs at swapping one of your teams. Makes sense? Right. It does, but obviously the only team right now I can pick is Chelsea. If I'm going first... No, no you drop, then Mark drops, then I drop. Oh, and then, then I pick. Mark picks, I pick. Got swap, it, all right. Swap if you want, Marva. So I, like, you're drop, I like that. You're dropping Juventus, am I right? Uh, hmm, let me think about it. Yes. Yes. Well, at, at, Atalanta are out as well. Are they? Oh my god! I yeah, they to lost to the Real Madrid. <laughs> there you go. Look at that. I can't see my bloody thing. Look at that. Why can't I? Well, I was thinking you've got nine teams listed, and there's obviously it's a final eight. Yeah, and the thing is, I can't change my tab now because I can't find. I can't see it anywhere. Don't worry, that's fine. I, I'll I'll drop. I mean, it doesn't matter, but I'll drop Juve then. Oh, Danny, your how did your team get so bad? <laughs> oh, I, do, you remember, I, do you remember I said when we came back after we hadn't done the pod in ages and I looked at it and I was like how on earth did I have this cha- this Champions League draft oh here? yeah so you've not got them on, and you've not got Atalanta yeah uh, so these are the teams that are left um, Mark who do you want to drop it's oh tough one yeah because well, I'm like I, I, I feel like I'm going to drop this is well, can Proper you stop moving the screen around? You can just no, stick on one. I like it. Look at that. I, this Look is uh, this is Sophie's choice. Sophie's choice here. Come on. I I am gonna. I'm doing it. I'm going to. Dr- I'm going to drop PSG. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, I'm taking them. Massive. If you want to know my logic, it's PSG have to get through Bayern and Man City. Yeah, yeah. And then. Yeah. Porter gives me a team on the other side of the draw. So no, no, no do you know I, I I do get that. I'm only joking. It's a, I mean, look, you've got some tough picks, and you're just trying to get the most points for the most games, isn't it? So yeah, I could sense. potentially now have a a final between my two teams where I couldn't if I dropped Porter. Yeah, no, I get that. And to be honest, you've I think there's been a few choices you've made this year where we've been like, what the fuck is he doing? And um, at that time, he he off. chose uh, Munchen Gladbach, and they went and won seven nil. Ridiculous. So. Yeah, we won't judge you there. Um, I'm going to drop... Mm, I'll keep Bayern Munich, that's for sure. Just Real Madrid and Liverpool. It's funny that they've been drawn together, so I've got to decide yeah. who I think is going to win. Um, is Hazard out for the season now? Oh, is he? Someone tell me, please. Talk to I don't me. Honestly, it makes no difference. <laughs> Has he even played this season? This guy's killing me. I think, I think he's played like 20 times. 
for Real Madrid ever. Yeah, in like two years. <laughs> I mean, it, it literally like, doesn't it's scary. Mm-hmm. It's scarily bad. His stats. Really? Yeah. It's. Do you know? It's weird because. Uh, you, you know, following the Premier League, you get to see the teams more. So I've got more of a judgment on Liverpool not playing well for them. But because I do a lot of accumulators and you keep track of results, Real Madrid on paper, I mean, I'm not like you, Dad. I don't just look at the stats and think, oh, this is the one I'm going for. Um, Real Madrid on paper, especially with the results I've seen, have been up and down as well. So it's so difficult. Uh, do you know what? Let me just go for Liverpool. Fuck it. There you go. This um, is Real Madrid, have, yeah, he's played 25 times for Real Madrid since 2019 when he signed. Yeah, so Dan, you get to pick up any one of the uh, one, two, three teams, is that? Yeah. Who would yeah. you like to pick up? Um, well, just, just put them there. How about um, why are you putting PSG in mine? I don't know. I think Danny might go Chelsea. Oh, oh, oh. Why would you? Why would you? Yeah. I thought it was a okay. given. I thought you were saying that. Well, I didn't realise that Real Madrid was going to be free. And now, do I want Chelsea? So Chelsea will get through Porto, which I guess is what I'm getting on here. Uh, do I think Real Madrid will beat Liverpool? Yeah, I do. Do I think Chelsea or Real Madrid? That would be a tasty game. Um I think, on, I think Chelsea are just really strong defensively. I'm going to go with Chelsea. I'm going to do it. Come on, English teams. Wow, he's gone yeah, to Chelsea. It's surprising how much higher you rate Chelsea than Liverpool. At the moment, yeah. I, I just think, I watch Liverpool in the Champions League and I'm like, they're, they're clearly a team where the managers lost them in the league, but in the Champions League, they'll still turn up. Like, well, I can't pick Liverpool anyway. So It's weird to call them my outsiders but they kind of... I feel like Liverpool are the outsiders for the Champions League. Well, then uh, if, I mean, either way, I, I'd pick Real Madrid or Chelsea. They've got to play Liverpool, so... Mark, are you, are you standing, Pat? Uh, so, well, I've dropped PSG. Do I swap Porto for Real Madrid? I don't fancy Real Madrid against Liverpool. I'm hoping... Well... Do you know what? I'm sticking with Porto. Do you know what? Maybe the new manager bounce for Chelsea will have worn off by then. Yeah. So. Maybe. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Bayern Munich and Liverpool. Um, so there we go. Do you know what? I've seemed to have got myself in a bit of a pickle because I've I've taken away the um... oh hey there we go lovely stop sharing are we back yep hey yep. Uh, results league oh yeah. Don't forget about that. Um, we've got our results leak here. Look at this. So much so much technology going on here. It's amazing. So much going on right now. I can't keep up. I know. This is going on YouTube. It's making me think. I'm probably going to watch it and think I've done too much here. Especially I'm the most computer illiterate person here. But they... I mean, I've been getting a headache with the switching screens. So. <laughs> right. So last week, um, me and Mark both went for Leeds. 3-0 three, three for Mark and 2-0 for me. They went and I told you with um, Maya they might have a chance of scoring, even though it wasn't him. So I should have gone for 2-1, but there you go. Uh, we got two points, one for the away, one for the... Uh, I don't know why I've done away one for you, Dan. Sorry. So, that's a lie. Two points there. And then Danny got his um, result right, but he didn't get the score right for Brighton Newcastle. Very, very Trossard's close. finally showing what he's made of. He's a yeah. good player, Trossard. 
It's not bad for a Brighton player. Um, right, have we got? Um, have you got your ones for the next game? I've picked mine. Have you? I have just That's done it. Good. Who are you going for? Uh, I need to pick Crystal Palace. And Everton are really hit and miss at the moment. So I'm going to go for a big, big, shocking away win here. Palace away at Everton. And I'm going to go for a sneaky Roy Hodgson 1-0. I think that's pretty good, to be honest with you. I wouldn't say that's like the biggest upset ever. It'd be a pretty big upset for Everton if they lose Palace. Did you say 3-0? 1-0. 3-0. Calm down. I'm going to check the odds on a Palace win for that game as well. Mark, have you got one? I do. I am going. I need to pick Liverpool to win. They are mm. way to Arsenal. Yeah. So Very I'm going to do Liverpool to win away from Arsenal. And I'm going to go... <laughs> you never know what Liverpool will turn up. But I'm going to go 2-0. Let's just keep it sensible. No Arsenal goal. Okay. There you go. And that's away as well. Just to go with you guys, I'm going to go for an away fixture. No, I'm going to go for a home fixture. That's a lie. Um, I need to pick Man City to lose. So um, it's not likely. I'm not I'm not doing it like a big, bold prediction. But Leicester City, why not? If there's any team that looks in the league that they might be able to get a result, even though it's probably going to be some stupid team like Fulham or something, I don't know. Um, you, know we should, you know what we should do? What? What should I do? We, no, what we should do is that because every week we're putting on a bet basically for three teams. If we put on three win, if we put Leicester Palace and Liverpool uh, 70 to one. There you go. I just I was checking it before you said seven zero to one. We could just keep if every week we just stuck a quid a quid or fiver on it or something. On what results? On us on the three of us getting the right result. Last week we'd have all one. Although there's only two results. Yeah, but I was gonna say if you look back, how many times has that actually happened? Yeah. Uh, well look we got once here. Um no, Another one there, week 24. Week 24. Twice here. Week 24. No, that's not week 24. You only need to happen about three times oh a season God. to pay for itself one, anyway. Two. Danny, you might, yeah. be, you might be onto something, mate. <laughs> that's outrageous. I'm all, yeah, it's not, gonna be, it's not going to be 17 to 1, like, every week. No, okay, but you, you might get I, 20s. Yeah, you might get a half decent shout. I reckon we... That, uh, we that doesn't quite work, but there you go. I reckon we start putting a, a couple of quid on it each week. Do you know what? Do you know what we should? Do you know what we should do? We should do a syndicate. You know, each every put ten of each or twenty quid each, and um, we might be all right. You know, should we do that? Yeah. Oh, quality. The all talk right. syndicate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The all talk syndicate. Yeah, lovely. People, people can join. Oh fuck them! No, the money's for us. <laughs> To bring this pod up, do you know what I mean? We need some new equipment. We need to. We need to get. Yeah. Well, we can I just remind <laughs> listeners that these are the thoughts of Chris Alley and not that of yeah. the podcast. <laughs> when the fun stops, stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> see you guys next stop. week. Bye. Yeah. Right. Uh, should we do my game? Yeah, please. We've yeah, probably we been here all night. And it's right. If we have to. Um, to be fair, you know to be fair, Dan, this pod isn't going that long. We were just talking for about half an hour before we started recording. You're right. Mark didn't turn up. You're right. I forgot. Um, he's spending his millions from his uh, from his children. It's Danny flip flopping. I saw Danny said eight o'clock, so I, was, I thought I'd have my dinner. And the next thing, I'm like, I've got two minutes. It's like, oh, you've got to be always on, Mark. Always on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. And um, funny enough, actually, you kind of mentioned this earlier, Rory, really randomly, and I was like, as if you've mentioned that. Um, 
This what, is your a nice haircut. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, this is a very last minute, five minute to go special. Um, joking. Yeah, right. I know. Uh, we have played this kind of game before. But um, on Valentine's Day in 2005, Arsenal became the first English club to name an entirely foreign match day squad, including the substitutes. They're the first ones to do it. My question is going to be can you name them? You're going to take it in turns, going around. And you're going to name who you think was in that 2005 squad for Arsenal. There were there was no Englishman in it. Uh, 2005, 2005 squad on on just a random Valentine's Day. Who did they play? What it was? All, oh, oh, good question. Uh, who did they play? Let's find out. Uh, Valentine's Day 2005. Crystal Palace. Mark, do you know what, Dan? You know this is usually my game, right? Is it Southampton? It's very difficult to find a game that is relevant enough for this starting eleven, and you've clearly shown you have not put the time in. It was Crystal. Oh, by the way, you will know all of these. Like of you'll know. I will. Um, they they beat Crystal Palace five one. Told you. He's researched this. I can tell by the look on Mark's face. He's got. It's because Danny sleep. started the game by saying Arsenal played Crystal Palace. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> fuming. <laughs> you definitely said Crystal Palace I did not pluck that out of nowhere so yeah, honestly like... I didn't even know who it was I didn't say it. I didn't know who it was I how, it how, how does it work do we get? Do we go around in circles no, we're going to go around in circles Chris you're going to start okay, go on. Uh, we're, we're going to go around so Chris then Mark then Rory just because that's the, young, the direction you're in my screen um, and then you're going to have uh, three, six, nine, twelve. Hey, do we go around in circles you're going to get four guesses each, one at a time. Keep going around in a circle in order. Um, you'll get four guesses each. If you get it wrong, you lose that go. The thing you I hate right. about this game is I'm going to say someone and then it will just immediately trigger what time period it was and you'll remember Arsenal well, players with that player. Exactly. So Maybe for Rory, not me. It's not Chris, I think Rory wait, might be all Dan, right. can I just ask though, this is a circle, right? A circle? Yeah, we go around in a circle. Yeah. Yes. All right, cool. So, and if right, Chris, you're first. You can name. I'm um, looking. There's uh, 16 players because subs as well. Although, good luck with them. 2005. Yeah, non-English, full foreign squad. Yeah, all right. I'll go for the first one. I'll go for Cesc Fabregas. That is correct. He was actually on the bench, but I'll give you that. Correct. <laughs> Fabregas. You have to give it to me. I'll get it right. Mark. All right. Oh, oh, five Valentines. So this was just after the Invincibles. I'm going to go with Colo Torre. Correct. Colo Torre was at centre-back. Rory. Um, I am going to go for the man they called Ralph, whose last name was Loren. That is correct. Loren. Good shout. Chris. Um, now I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> After one round. I'm going to go for Gail Clichy. Correct, Gail Clichy. You got the full back line already. That was touch and go, that was. <laughs> yeah. So, 0405. What was the year Arsenal had that, the last season? I thought it was 0506. That was 0506. Yeah, yeah, so it's the year before that. So, they still oh, had a certain Thierry Henry. So, I'll go Henry. You are correct. They had so Thierry Henry up front. Oh, I know I should have said that one. Go on, Rory. I will go for number seven, 
Bobby Perez. Correct. Robert Perez did. The only thing was, he did his ACL one of those years and missed the whole latter part of the, the year, and I was worried it was that year, but I've got a feeling that was the Invincibles year. No, that was your... No. Uh, well, I don't want to say too much, but I know what year. It's diff- different. Uh, Chris, you're up. Chris is flapping already. I can tell by... I am. I am. I, I, well, the, the problem with me is, as soon as I've got one name in my head, I can't I can't think of anything else. And I just... I'm just going to sound like a right idiot, but the way you lot have just been going on. Um, I'm going to go for um, Dennis Burkamp. Correct. Dennis Burkamp. Up front with Thierry Henry. Oof. Lovely. This was a very famous year in Arsenal's history. Um, Why was it a famous famous year? They they got to a certain final. Yeah, FA Cup. For, no, Champions League Champions final was the year after. Oh no, Champions League was oh, four. Oh, oh, four six. five. Oh, it was, two, oh, it was Liverpool's year. This year it was it? Liverpool's okay. year. It was 05. Yeah, this was Istanbul year, two thousand five. Yeah. All right. He did so, beat total, Southampton in the FA Cup though. Yeah. Total foreign oh, team. So you would have had a foreign goalkeeper. I'm going to go with the German. I'm going to go with Jens Lehmann. That is correct. It was Jens Lehmann. I was, saving, I was saving Jens Lehmann as, <laughs> yeah. like, as like one that I was hoping people had forgotten. Um, so is this sudden death, by the way? Once you're out, you're out. Uh, that would have been uh, no, no, you, everyone gets four. So, uh, but if you all get four, then we'll, we'll keep going and then, yeah, you'll be out. Okay. Well, there's only 16 to pick from. So in that case, I'm gonna go for underrated utility man who could play right, left, or through the middle, and was signed from Bordeaux, Mr. Sylvan Wiltord. Incorrect. Oh! Incorrect. Yeah. Incorrect. I've had a man. A chance. An absolute man. <laughs> chance. <laughs> why? Um, what um, was it? Do you know why? I've no idea. <laughs> Why? Why? Well, like, had he left by then, or, or was he? Why? Just... I, I, I feel like he left by then. I feel like he. Left I think off. he. I thought he'd left by then. Let's look up Sylvan Woods. Why? Why are you no, thinking? No, no, we'll, we'll do it after. But don't I'll do it after. Silver. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's just just put it down there. Um, I've got two names in my head. Only say um, one of them. Well, I'm just trying to think what what's more likely that someone's going to come up with, and what one's a bit of a risky one. Um. I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go for. This was 05. Right, this is so dumb, but I'm gonna go for the big Germans backup, Almunia. Ah, uh, that's what I was gonna say. That is correct. Almunia oh, was on the bench. That is a great shout, Chris. <laughs> great shout. Oh, he's having a bloody. He's having a, the, the game of his life here. Goodness. Unbelievable here, Chris. So we've got um, one, two, well, yeah, quite a few still left. Um, go on, Mark. Oh, there's so many I can think of, but who would have been there? So, was you thinking of the goalkeeper there, Mark? Yeah, I knew Armenia was on the bench because yeah. I always thought it was weird that he, he got promoted to, to be number one, like, yeah. rather than they signed him to be number one. Um I just can't think who would have been partnering Colo Torre because I have a feeling I, I do, but I, it's, that, too, it? it's yeah. too much a risk to go for who was partnering Torre. But I have a feeling I might know. Um, you might need it later on at this rate. Yeah, in midfield. I, did, when did he, he, did, he? He must have played because I remember him being brilliant in the Champions League final. I think he was Arsenal's best player. So I'm going to go with Freddie Jumberg. 
incorrect. No. Oh no, Chris is going to win. In the squad. Uh, Rory. Uh, I will go for the Brazilian Gilberto Silva. Was not in the no. squad. What? No, no, Rory, Rory, you're thinking of the other Brazilian, Danielson. Yeah, no, that came way after. Was Gilberto not Silva squad. not in the squad. No. I've had a mare. Was Danielson in the squad? That's my no. answer. No, Danielson was not in the squad. And oh. you've actually so Wait. Chris, you, Chris, you've won because it was first to four, and you've got you've got all four. Oh, and you didn't. But you can carry on if you think you can get any more leads. Yeah, let me say the oh. centre back. Go, Go on, on then. Is it? Uh, there's two names that spring to mind, but I have a feeling this one may be William Gallas. Nice no, Campbell. It's, it's Campbell. No, 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 no. No, listen, it's Sylvester. No, no. Chris, it's, it's your favourite. Pascal Segan. It's Pascal Segan. That That's yeah. <laughs> I, I should have said Segan. I knew it's it was too Danny. Danny was Philip oh Senderos on the bench. How is that? <laughs> Believe it, I've got it. Philip Senderos was on the bench, yeah. And Vieira was in that team as well. And Patrick Vieira, no one said. Wow. No one said Robin Van Persie. Robin, Robin Van Persie. Yeah, no was, that was going to be my answer next. No one said Jose Antonio Reyes. Edu was probably the Brazilian you were thinking of. Um, and yeah, Pascal Sigon was the other one. And then the last one on the bench was Matthew Flamini. Yeah, I thought Flamini. Because the problem was just- 04 was Invincibles and then 06 was yeah. Champions League finals. So that's a bit of like a nothing year. Will Todd left after the after the Invincibles. Will Todd left in 2004. Oh, did it? Was that the year was that the year we battered you in the final and then you won on penalties? Yes. Yeah. Vieira exactly. Ronaldo, Ronaldo was crying his eyes out. Yeah. yeah. I'm very proud of that win. Congratulations, Congratulations to you. Well done, Chris. Well done. Against against Rory as well. Rory Duffy. And an Arsenal. I tried to be too time. cute though. I, I had I had Vieira and um and Sendo. I knew Seagan. I knew. Do you know? What? I knew. I didn't know that was Seagan behind you, Chris. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's not a great picture. I was I was no. thinking the whole time he's right behind you. I'm I, I'm just happy. I think the Mount uh, the Almunia one got me that one. Yeah, got him yep. right there. Congratulations, well done, guys. When did when did the Nilsson get signed? And I felt like the Nilsson. Like two thousand and eight. Really good, man. I, Do you know where he is I'm now? Just flying gone. He's playing in Malta and he's only 31. So no, this guy he's that not played 31. Yeah, he's 31. And this guy that played like nearly a hundred games. He's 33. He's 33. He's, he's born, in fact, yeah, he's just turned 33. He was oh, a few weeks ago. But to be playing in Malta at that age, after yeah. playing a hundred games in the middle of midfield for a supposed massive European giant, to have he's slid the, that far. He was he at used, Arsenal for, from 2006 to 2013. I bet, played, he, I bet he played. I bet he played nine hundred games, didn't he? Uh, Ninety-six appearances. Yeah. Ninety-six games. This was this was Wenger's biggest fault for me. He did not get rid of his duds. He played like the likes of Carl Jenkinson has got seventy odd games. Um, Denilson has got nearly a hundred games. Senderos is probably not far off a hundred games as well. And yeah, outrageous. He used to finish top four for fun with that team. Yeah, <laughs> the well, Nelson never, fair, the Nelson never struggled to finish top four. But he, he did have Cesc Fabregas next to him. Senderos had 64 appearances, four goals. Yeah, Juru, probably similar amount. Mm. Uh, right, we'll lovely. Start the games from, uh, from three back four. Is that it? Yeah. All right. Um, has anyone got theirs ready? I don't know. I'm just looking. Have I even written any this week? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Well, look, I've got mine. I've got mine ready. So I'll go first. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah. Sound good, you, you go Wally? I'll go first. Yeah. You should write with that, Mark. Yeah. I'll go first. Go on. Yeah. I'll go yeah, first. And then we'll go in a circle. All right. All right. Um, in my front three this week is French rugby. They uh, had a fantastic come from behind the win to beat Wales and stopping them from getting their grand slam in the rugby Six Nations this weekend. Um, I, uh, to be fair, I think that um, Wales threw that game away. I think they were like ten or twelve points ahead of France, and just France didn't even try and win that game. And, and I have no idea how it happens. One of the most exciting Six Nation games you're probably going to see in a long time, um, and they just absolutely. Um, stole that game and I have no idea and Wales should just be absolutely disappointed I mean Wales weren't I don't even think they were even discussed before the tournament to even be within sight of winning it and to then actually have the chance to win a Grand Slam which is difficult like usually you find a lot of these teams sort of stumble at the last hurdle but how how many how often is a Grand Slam in, in, in the Six Nations is it like a once a decade yeah. thing or once every three uh, years thing? maybe once every <laughs> Maybe once every two or three seasons, potentially. It was a very long time. And then in the last sort of five, six yeah. years, it feels like it's happened. quite a lot. Yeah. 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 Did um, Ireland do it in like 2009? Thanks. Oh, I don't know that yet. Uh, I'd have to look it up. I'm not good with this stuff. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, Wales just ended up having so many absolute nightmares when it comes to penalties. I think they had two two players sent in their sin bin in the last 10 minutes. And they could have had a third. Um and well, and France ended up having a red card uh, for someone, which was ridiculous. So, absolutely threw that away. So, I'm lucky for them. Adam Wynne Jones on his last, I think it might be his last game for Wales, not getting a chance to get his Grand Slam. But, you know, discipline is everything, especially now when when uh, rugby referees are really just, just getting on top of players about their, their antics around the breakdown. Players are getting sent off left, right, and centre. So, I'm lucky for them. Back four. In my back four this week is a uh, social justice warriors or protests rather, peaceful protests. Uh, I, I don't know if any of you have seen up in Bristol, um, where a lot of the silly stuff seems to be happening lately. Um, there were some protests, <laughs> yeah. protests about um, what was it? Peaceful protests, and they decided to have their protests for their rights to have peaceful protests by smashing the city to pieces and putting police cars on fire and breaking down shops and arguing to kill the bill and all of this nonsense. And um, probably not the best example for your point, but, you know, kids will be kids. There seems to be quite a few recently and quite a few that seem to get almost hijacked by a few sort of like, yeah, just every protest now seems to be like just getting a bit out of control. Right. Well, I've been saying for a long time, I, I think I think there's two things that happen with this. One, I think um, protest, protest or protesting is overprescribed. It's so like for every, every week, there seems to be a protest about one thing or the other. And the thing that annoys me about it, it's like a lot of people say, oh, well, it's better than nothing. We just need to, you know, support the cause and do this and that and the other. And actually, it's not better than nothing because one, it's very divisive. And because it's divisive, it's becoming more 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 violent and there's more vitriol between it and also i think that a lot of these people are seeing that probably without even knowing that their protests are so ineffective that they need to just ramp it up to try and get themselves in the in the limelight a bit more so they just start smashing things and um 
yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna do anything worth worth anything if you're gonna keep doing it like this. Why don't you just give it give it a break for a year? I mean, this was the perfect time to give it a break during the time we shouldn't be congregating outside. You know, how about you just chill out? Maybe maybe you know, uh, take a chill pill and then come back when when it hasn't happened. I don't know four days beforehand for something silly as you know fucking broken biscuits. I got no idea. They open the weather spoons. They'd have somewhere to go, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but there you go. Right, where's this circle? Us, all our circles are different. Go on, Mark. You just go ahead. All right, my back four, similar, probably similar to Wales. It might be celebrating too early. Might be the theme, but Ooh. I don't know if any of you caught the UFC this weekend. But in my back four is Kevin Holland. Oh. So I, I Kevin, can't stand the guy. Yeah, Kevin Holland. Knockout artists, pretty good to watch. Four, four times last year, which is impressive, considering there was a, a gap when no sport was being done. And he sort of made a name for himself. And but, four times is a lot on any given year, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, it's funny when, when fighters are rising stars, how quickly they can get fit, isn't it? <laughs> and um, Yeah, but basically he was gloating. He, he, this, it's nothing new with him. He talks the whole way through the fight. He gloats. But... He was just losing every single round comfortably. There was arguably a couple of potential 10-8 rounds. Oh, is this the guy like, that was shouting while he was while he was meant to be having a fight? Yeah, I and he was that. shouting to Khabib, who was illegally streaming the fight from the side of the cage. And um, <laughs> Ain't it supposed to be stopping here? He's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, well, I'm just going to get the guy sitting right next to me. Anything to get the guy out of retirement. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but yeah, it's like he's shouting to Khabib, tell me when he's going to do the shot. Tell me when he's going to do the shot. Gets taken down. He's shouting, why didn't you tell me that he was going to do the shot? And it was like, but every time he caught the guy, he really wobbled him. But it was just, he's just, head wasn't in the game. I know, I know he's thinking about money and thinking, oh, if I'm controversial, I'm quite fun to watch. That gets you the pay-per-view money. The, the, it's Conor McGregor's. Conor McGregor's proved, but yeah, it was just you got to win, especially on your way up. Now, well, so. that's it. Like it's, it, it got it got to the point where it was a bit cringe the way he was doing it. Like it just was so inappropriate. And the thing is, you're right. Like you have to win fights to sort of back that talk. Like do you know what I mean, I'm going to talk, but I'm not going to back it myself up. Is ridiculous. And um, you know, this was his first main event, and that's because last year, yeah, he started to get some 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 steam behind him and fans were following him and they gave him this uh, main event against a, a good fighter to put his name out there and he just absolutely just messes it up by acting and that's I thought he 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 doesn't talk he talks but he doesn't talk this much and the way he was doing it was just so dumb um yeah. and maybe he just got caught by the moment but yeah he's probably ruined his chance of ever being a star in the UFC probably yeah well he, he'll now he one thing it does do, it creates an excuse. So he'll have one more fight where he can blame it and say, do you know what? Sorry, I got caught up. It, heads in the game. Uh, my training camp's the best ever. Fitness, nutrition's the best ever. So it gives him one more shot. Well, he did that. He said He said afterwards, oh, everyone's hating on me and you can keep hating, but I'm always going to talk. And then I think like five minutes later, he sent a clip, uh, another post saying, you know, I'm just going to put my head down and try harder and, and, and we'll be back. I have no issue with him talking to the opponent, though. That's gamesmanship. You know, no, during the fight, chat shit to the guy in the air. Like, 
But don't be talking to people outside the cage thinking you're Max Holloway. Yeah, but it's like that guy at the pub who just carries on that joke too long. Like the first time he makes a joke and you're laughing about it. And then 10 minutes later, he's like, oh, do you remember when I made that joke earlier? Oh, you know, crazy. Like, yeah. no, you're not crazy. You're not nuts. You're, you're just a dickhead at this point. Yeah. So Kevin Holland back for front three. Uh, we, you mentioned Weatherspoons, but any of you heard of the Colton Tavern? The pub in no. Maida Vale. Why do I know well, that? I have, but I don't know why. Yeah. So, so back in 2015... That's a good was, setup, boys. You've, you've been yeah. planning this, didn't you? So in uh, 2015, they tried to uh, knock it down to build flats. And then the government ruled it was a listed building. So the developers were like, well, if we just knock it down, no one will care. And a few years ago the government were like, no, this was a listed building. You had no right to knock it down. You can't build your flats. You stop building your flats and you have to rebuild brick by brick exactly the pub, how it was before Amazing. you knocked it down. And, they, and now it's finished and they're saying it will open on April 12th. So oh, we're definitely going. Wow. So, that's yeah, a pretty cool story. But also that's about a 70 quid cab for most of us to get home. <laughs> Made no, no, Uber's got just... yeah, Uber, Uber's got some some great deals at the minute. <laughs> I saw that actually twenty percent off or forty percent off your next journey <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it's funny. Uber's like, don't use the cab unless you have to. It's fifty percent off your next ten rides. Use yeah. it before the twenty seventh of March. You're like, what? Yeah. I've got to take ten cab rides in the yeah, next three days. Yeah, essential so, travel only. Yeah. Uh, There's a couple of new um cabs coming to the coming to London that are coming to market. One's called Black Lane Cars, and I can't remember what the other one is, but they're big apps in like America and elsewhere. They're going to come and take on Uber because of the ruling that's happened. So we should start to see a few more options. Yeah, well. well. As long, as long as there's options I remember the days Try we used to just try random oh, phone numbers to get I know do you remember yeah do you remember that I know can I have a cab please and you just don't know if he's going to turn up half well, an hour later for miles to get to that button the cab button yeah uh, you just do uh, you dial like 0207 and then you try 7777 I'm just glad I've not fallen asleep on night buses anymore there's too many trips to Barnet I've <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, yeah, so that's actually quite good for me. I missed the night bus though. There was some some the sick, yeah, the sick around your feet and you know that lovely smell of just brilliant. So the one, so, yeah. the, the N seventy one or whatever it was, back to Hendon when we was at uni, was just a mess. And you end up at Brent Cross Shopping Centre if you fell <laughs> if you fell asleep on it. It was just horrendous gaff. I'd rather pay the twenty quid for a uh, for a taxi. Yeah. Well, maybe we were all April 12th at the Carlton Tavern. The official nice. FC out of lockdown drinks. I don't know. Yeah, have you, have you not seen the, the, the cost of a pint these days? Goodness me, I'm, I'm, I might just leave it. We didn't say we had to buy a pint from there. We just said we'd got to be outside there <laughs> <laughs> with, with our cans. Go on, Rory, go ahead. Um, right, I will do front three first. I'm going to say Manuel Pellegrini. He came into the Real Betis job. This has been a very... I've, I've, this is the second time I've managed to shoehorn Betis into a conversation. Was that Canales you mentioned? It was Canales I mentioned, yeah. Um, he came into the Betis job a while ago. Um, West Ham fans told me that it was going to be a waste of money. His tactics were outdated, etc., etc. Um, and now with 10 games to go in La Liga, Betis are two points 
off of the top six and a potential return to Europe after two seasons, which means if they draw a British team, then we'll be having an All Talk FC jaunt to somewhere in the UK to sit in the away end with 1,500 beard-up, noisy Andalusians to cheer on the greatest team in Spain. So I'm, I'm just really happy for Pellegrini. I'm happy for the job he's doing. They had a great win on Friday night against Levante. Um, comfortable 2-0 two, two and if you um, I'm not sure if I put it on the All Talk Twitter but Nabil Fakir scored an absolute worldie picked the ball up on halfway skinned someone skinned someone else dribbled to the edge of the six yard box and rolled it through the keeper's legs absolutely outstanding so yeah I'm just really pleased Batista have had a pretty crappy couple of years before Pellegrini turned up um, culminating in like Setien going ages with like having 80% possession and losing 1-0 um, before he got the Barca job. So, yeah, I'm really pleased with Batiste at the minute. Uh, and sounding like Danny's first three months of all talk. Yeah. With his front three back fours. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Although um, Batiste are sick. They are. No, they're sick. They're sick. They're right. sick. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Breaking they, news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Do you know what it was? Technically Actually, joined fifth, just on goal difference. Wow. Do you know what? I've had a mare. So, right, in that case, they are in the top six. I thought they were two points outside, but it's actually Villarreal that are two points outside. Am I right? Yeah. 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 So, big, yeah. Big fan you are, Wobby. Big fan. But, well, I checked. I, 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 I assumed that they were... Well, I got it wrong. Sorry, guys. Oh, well, yeah. it could have changed. Yeah. All right, delete, 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 delete this. But do we start again? Oh, we'll we'll start a whole again. lot again. Yeah. 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 Welcome so, yeah, to a very <laughs> special episode of Autumn <laughs> FC. So, yeah, sorry. It's, yeah, joint fifth... Um, a return to Europe would be absolutely amazing, and yeah, I've I've always wanted. So I've been to I've been to the Via Marine to watch them. I've How do you travel, Robbie? I do travel. I do travel. I don't know if I've mentioned that. Before. Been a tough year, is it? It's been yeah. a very tough year for me. I've only I've only been I haven't been anywhere this year actually. Even last year, I only managed to get to Morocco and America. So it's been it's been really tough for tough, tough for, for me and the family. Tough, tough. Um, tough. Middle class problems. Remember, middle class problems used to be a fun thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, but please. also farmers. Go on, carry on. Also farmers. Yeah. Um, back four. Uh, I'm going to go with Broxbourne Council, um, which is my local council. They've decided oh, farmers to farmers council. Farmers council. Um, they've decided to not collect my rubbish for the last eight weeks. Right. So. <laughs> so this is a this is a, I'm standing. I'm getting in. We're going down there and we're throwing fireworks at the bloody police station. We are, honestly. Eight, eight I, weeks. Uh, eight weeks, because apparently... That's um, a load of rubbish. Uh, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> um, Apparently, they won't pick up the, the recycling bins if the lids don't close down completely. So, because the recycling bins were overflowing from pretty much Christmas, um, none of them were able to close. So, the bin men just walk into, like, our apartment block look at the bins, shake their heads and walk off. And I literally, I'm not even exaggerating. I, I witnessed this this morning. Um, and yeah, so I've been on the phone to, you're, to the housing. You're, you're like to middle class. Yeah. Do you know if they didn't collect the rubbish for one week where in Islington, that, that would just be on the main roads. Well, that's oh, that, literally just empty. Their that's what I said. I said to my mate today, actually, I said, I'm actually, it's getting to the point now where we've got a spare room, just absolutely full of cardboard. Um, I'm just going to chuck it out on the street, but then I don't want to be like done with a grand fine. 
So I need to weigh right. out my options. What you need to do is you need to just stick it all in your car, drive to uh, drive to a dump. I've I've got a boot full of cardboard at the minute, but it doesn't solve that. Like the other twelve, because our, our our apartment block's twelve what? flats. It doesn't solve the other twelve. Look, no, rubbish. no, look, the, the rubbish, the rubbishmen have clearly found a loophole because they're like, well, if the lids don't close, we won't collect it. But if they don't collect it, the lids won't close. See how exactly. That so exactly. all you need to do, while well, we use your brain, take some of the bags out, put them at the side of the bin, close <laughs> the lid. They will take the bins from the box, from the bins, and just empty those. You'll have another empty bin and refill okay. the bin. Unless they walk and they yeah. see the mess. Because it's going to get to the point where they can't actually get to the bin. Yeah, but so just this put, is an just ongoing put them a few yards away from the bins. There you this go. is an Job ongoing done. situation. I shall update yourselves and our listeners at the end of at the end of next week's show to see if the bin situation has improved. This um, um this this stinks of bent coppers. This <laughs> bent <laughs> coppers. So what's your can, what's your council called? Broxbourne. Oh, Broxbourne. So all fans oh. just tweet at Broxbourne Council. At Let Broxbourne. them know that Rory Duffy is in trouble and needs yeah. their help. Right? Can Rory you, Duffy can is you tweet Louis Tomlinson? I hear he's got some good fans. They're good at petitioning. Yeah, Louis Tomlinson's fans are good. We need to get him on board. We need to get Louis Tomlinson on board with all of our problems, actually. Oh. Very oh. good. Go on, Danny. Finish um, us off. So uh, my fun three this week is um, those wonderful Reddit investors. They are back. The um, the Wall Street Bets guys, our favourite, the guys who um, bought uh, those fantastic things like GameStop to the world. Um, they've actually done good. So I don't know if you've seen in the news last week or this week, well. um, but the amateur investors in the subreddit, Wall Street Bets, um, they often refer to themselves as apes. They talk a lot about apes strung together and diamond hands and, you know, never sell. Um, they, they've got so much money they don't know what to do with that they decided to um, donate and they ended up donating £350,000 to the gorilla funds. So they've been adopting uh, not just gorillas, because that's where they started, uh, and they, they adopted something like 3,500 gorillas, it was reported, uh, they then got so excited once they finished sort of donating as much as they could to all the different gorilla sanctuaries. They then just start, started donating it to elephant sanctuaries, to, um, well, there's a whole list of them. Where are they? Sea turtles, pangolins, all sorts. Um, and, this is what, and when one of them was asked, um, why are you doing this? Uh, I really liked it. He said, this is the sort of crap that happens when people unaccustomed to having money suddenly get some. Do you know what this <laughs> is? It sounds like some monkey business. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, congratulations to the uh, Wall Street bets at, uh, at Reddit. Well done, doing something good with their money, unlike Wall Street themselves. Yeah. Just fin- finally, the it. internet has done something good. Can you give us some of these tips before they happen next? I could really do with a spare 300 grand. I mean, it's an open, a, it's an open Reddit, so you, you can just go on it. Have you heard of uh, something called Football Index? Yeah. <laughs> now no, it's a really good show, time to invest. <laughs> In the summer, we need an episode Please dedicated think. to Football Index. We've not done it in three years. We're not doing it now. Although we won't repeat what I, we won't repeat what I said on that on our group chat the day before. Do you know yesterday. what, Rory? You and Danny can do it. It's international break, and we know how that goes. <laughs> 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 uh, a bit. Uh, oh, sorry. Back for Danny. Go on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's only a silly one, but I heard it on the radio the other day, and I, I laughed. So I thought, why not? Um, it was a. Uh, uh, yeah, it was really stupid. But a 50-year-old man has broken the record for driving his uh, for failing his driving test 192 times. Jesus. 
192 times. He set a new record. Yeah, but now, but now him he's incentivized to just fail. Like, yeah, why? He obviously wants a driving license. If someone fails it 193 (laughs) times, he's like, I might as well just fail it two more. (laughs) Just well, yeah. Um, So he, uh, unfortunately, he's uh, 17 years and about nearly 10,000 pounds he spent in exam fees. That's a lot. He has still not passed his driving test 192 times. So congratulations to that man. Uh, we wish him well and hope one day that he passes. Seven, 10 grand. That's a lot of Jaden Sancho shares on Football Index. That doesn't, just doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand how you get to that point. He's never, he's never had a lesson. What? <laughs> he's, he's learning on the job. <laughs> it's like, what the heck? To be fair, that's what I thought the first time I got in a car, Chris. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair to him, I mean, he's probably done his what's his, his ten hours that you got to do. On yeah, that. exactly. Jesus Christ, seventeen years and one hundred and ninety-two tests. I just, I mean, unless he's like an absolute granny driver and he's just going that slow, I don't. Imagine I need to be into this. This is, this is like a phenomenon. How many times yeah. did everyone here fail, or did anyone pass first time? Uh, I failed. I I passed on my third time, and I got robbed the first two times. Easy. <laughs> yeah, but that's because you were driving around Islington. Yeah. <laughs> Man's was driving with one arm out the window, blood. So I do it. Safety first. You get me. Uh, yeah, I, I first time. I was. Were you not? Yeah. yeah, first time. No messing around. My I, first, I, my I first, say that confidently now, but I remember my leg when I did the clutch and my knee was just like shaking. You're like, oh, I remember. I was so thing. nervous. I didn't, I didn't turn the car. I got in the car. I remember. And then he said, okay, when you're ready. And I literally I put my seatbelt on. I put it into first gear, check my mirrors. And you're like, are you going to turn it on? Is that a side? Yeah, that's a side. He's like, no, that's fine. Go on. When you're ready. Yeah. I've failed three times. It's just absolutely, I hate driving tests. I hate driving lessons more, but yeah, I'm still, still not the best driver. See, I think that's where I went wrong. I was, I was too arrogant the first time. I was like, there's absolutely no way I'm failing. I've got, <laughs> got, got two minors, one major, and then he goes to me, you failed. I went, fuck off, you're lying. Straight away. There was absolutely yeah. no way. And he goes, yeah, there was a point where I was going too slow. I was like, oh, you're joking. Come that on. is such a Chris way to fail. Yeah. <laughs> the, second, the, the second time, right, went out, did it in Barnet, um, Dan, right, crossed over the road, went to a turning where the road just kind of like veered to the right and there was cars parked on either side. I was turning, a car came the opposite way. I went a little bit wider. The instructor just stopped the car. And I was like, what are you doing? He goes, oh, you're about to hit the car on the left. No, I weren't. Goes, um, I can't take that chance. I said, of course you can. It's my test. Like, <laughs> two, one minute in, across the road, and I'd failed the test. And he was like, do you want to carry on? I was like, what's the point? What am I doing? I'm trying to see why you got robbed. Yeah, actually. He, he was trying to chat yeah. with me during the rest of the test. <laughs> I was just fuming, fuming. He's like, oh, yeah, so it's a nice day, isn't it? Oh, you, you've got no chance, mate. You better get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah. Very good. Passed it, though. Thank God, eventually. Great driver. Right. Uh, yeah, as you said, Mark, uh, international football is upon us, which means we'll have even more things not to talk about, but um, maybe we'll give it a go. Right, we'll see you next week on All Talk FC. All right, see you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.